Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, you're okay, John. Go ahead. <laughs> no, forget about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You know, there's a, a pizza place in Lawrence, Morningstar is very KU oriented. So it says, but it's supposed to be a New York style pizza. So it says, forget about it on the on the thing, but it's like fog, like pH. Yeah. But, and it's funny because it's on multiple windows, and so Mike and I were like, is that like, I don't know, Vietnamese, like pho, ged, booted, or what is that, you know? Like, kind of noodles or something? Anyway, I really enjoy seeing the, the sigh of relief that everybody gets when they come in here and I haven't started yet. Or I pull up in the parking lot and they're like, oh, there he is, good, I'm not late. So, I, uh... I have no excuse today for being horrendously late. I overslept, which is not much of an excuse, but what are you going to do? All right, Jesus, we thank you for uh, meeting with us in this place. We thank you for uh, your word to us, God, for this uh, uh, opportunity to, to gather with the saints and receive something from you. And God, today I pray that you would open every heart, God, that you would fill every thirsting soul. God, that, that you would bring uh, that refreshing from on high. God, you are that fountain, God, uh, that, that makes glad uh, the city of your saints. God, and I just pray, Jesus, that you would minister to us today as only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. You know, I've been doing a lot of uh, U.S. mailing to people, snail mail as we call it nowadays. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, um, envelopes taste nasty. And uh, so, you know, back uh, in former times, they used uh, sealing wax. And, uh, with, uh, you know, and I always thought it was, I, when I heard that phrase when I was a kid, I always pictured some sort of wax coating on a ceiling and I thought, what good would that possibly do? It's like, I thought you were supposed to wax the floor, but, uh, but no, sealing wax because you would seal an envelope closed, uh, or if you had, you know, a letter then you would seal it and they, uh, you know, people would have, uh, signet rings. You know, much like Judah had that he that he gave to Tamar, and uh, that was nobody else had one like it, and and that was your seal. That was proof that that this was an official document that came from you. And uh, so uh, it's a precious thing to think about being sealed. Then and that's what I want to talk about today. Um, Oh, and I told you Ephesians 1. Now the question is where to begin. Uh, how about 4? According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. 
That's great. Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. So He was reluctant to take you in or happy about it? You know, the, the good pleasure of His will then. You know, because uh, I, for years I kind of felt like I was just here because, because in order to be fair, God had to include me. But, uh, but it's not like that. You know, God loves every one of us, and, and He's, uh, in, a, in uh, I believe it's uh, Zephaniah, He said that He was singing over us. You know, that He, he is thrilled to pieces that you're here. Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Well, that's a great thing. Feeling like you belong somewhere. Um, this guy that, that Mike and I worked with, that was something that really, was that was more important to him than how much we were going to pay him, was belonging to something. And uh, apparently he decided he didn't want to belong anymore, but... But that idea of belonging to something uh, is, a, is a precious thing. When I was a kid, I always felt like I was kind of on the outside looking in. When I first came here, my two best friends were, were dating these girls, and then there was me. The, the spare tire. That was, that was awesome. Uh, I showed them. Now, uh, Mike, Mike ran into somebody uh, that we went to high school with a few years after school was over. And he's like, yeah, Greg got married and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yeah, it's always those quiet ones. They always, they always get married first. <laughs> right. Well, when you have less options to pick from, you have to be more picky. <laughs> <laughs> or, or less picky, I should say. Or, yeah, so, you know, if you have... You know, somebody comes along, then you just don't let go of them. <laughs> not that Cynthia is not top quality; she is. And so I thought, well, you know, if I would have had a basement, I would have tied her up and left her there. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. You guys all know me well enough now. No, the people who know me best are, are quite adept at shaking their head and saying, Oh, Greg, with this kind of rueful acceptance. <laughs> uh, oh, Greg. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, wherein He has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to the good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. So here He's talking about this good pleasure thing again, and how this, this will that He does in your life is, is His good pleasure. I like that phrase. So, sometimes His will is somewhat mysterious and somewhat nebulous to, to our, our view. But uh, but he he reveals what we what we need to know as as we go along, and some things we, you're better off not knowing. Uh, see, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, that he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. 
in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him that works all things after the counsel of his will. So there's his will again, and everything happening just how he intends for it to happen. But obtain, but us obtaining an inheritance, I mean, that's a, that's a grand thing. I, I saw this uh, car driving down the road that had a, a bumper sticker on the back that said, Spending My Kid's Inheritance. <laughs> you know? I, and I can identify with that. My parents are always hiring people to do stupid things to their house. And I'm always like, stop! You're spending my money! But, no. No, but, no. No. Yeah, actually, the, this contractor is like, well, you know, we could do this, but it's going to hurt the resale value of your home. And uh, he's like, oh, that's okay, that's Greg's problem. <laughs> Thanks for that. But, but no, but gaining an inheritance, you know, inheritance is a precious thing because... You get it pretty much just because you showed up, you know, and and uh, and that's a grand kind of thing, you know. To uh, it seems like sometimes God drops the the greatest things in your lap uh, unexpectedly, you know. And uh, gaining an inheritance in Him is it's an amazing thing because the things that God has has promised to us in His Word, the things that He has for us. Um, it, it's so uh, difficult to grasp, and, and it so seems so good to be true sometimes that I think the the gravity of what he's really saying to us kind of escapes us. You know, it's like we're we're content to play with our little plastic sailboat in a mud puddle when he's telling us, "I'd actually like to take you on a cruise to the Bahamas when it's not during hurricane season." And uh, so. You know, obtaining an inheritance in Him and being predestinated according to the purpose of Him that works all things after the counsel of His will. So He has uh, a purpose, an end result. And, and that's a great thing to know when when your life feels all tangled up and messy and put upon, that He has a purpose. That we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. And that's what I wanted to get to, is being sealed. And uh, let me get my little notes that I have somewhere. I wrote down a little bit about this word sealed. Uh, this uh, this word that they use in the Greek, it means to seal, to stamp with a signet or a private mark for security or preservation, to keep secret, seal up, or to stop. This is the same word that it uses in Revelation when he says, you know, don't hurt anything until you've sealed my servants in their foreheads. So once God heats you up and sticks that little mark in your forehead, then everything can get all messy around you. But but that sense of being sealed, like He puts a mark on you. And, uh, you know, Paul said, uh, you know, from henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like He was branded. Like this is, you know, it's like I I belong to him, and here here is my barcode. You know what I mean? So, 
so sealed uh, with the Holy Ghost, the, with the Holy Spirit of promise. And he, and he says it's the earnest of our inheritance, the down payment. You know, and, it, and that's exactly what this, this word earnest means. You know, when you buy a house, you have to put down earnest money to show the, the buyer that you are, or the seller that you are in earnest about buying their house. And uh, because, you know, and I think that's an interesting thing because in life there's lots of times where we, you know, we get excited about something and we talk about doing something, but we're not really in earnest about it. You know, it's like the old phrase, put your money where your mouth is, that kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, if you're really serious about it, then let's, let's have some sort of token of how serious you are. And so, so God gives us this earnest of our inheritance right off the bat. And that's a precious thing. And, and, and it's something that we grow with because he, he gives you this, this spirit of God inside you and, and it grows and, and immediately you have this, this connection to him through this, this new man inside. And you, and you have uh, his voice and you have his word and you have these, these things just start happening in your life. And, uh, and that's that earnest of the of the inheritance. Uh, you know, to it, it's a funny thing to think that uh, you know because God God knows how to bless your life. You know, eight ways from Sunday now, and He does. But to think that He calls this uh, an earnest, He calls the things that He does for you now just uh, a foretaste, as as Fanny Crosby called it. And to think, you know, it, it's beyond what you could really think of you know i was uh watching star wars with my kids recently and uh luke is trying to get han solo to help him and he's like you know she's rich there there will be a reward more than more than what more than you could imagine i don't know i could imagine quite a bit (laughs) you know and you know i think we could all imagine quite a bit but i think it would it would be so Less than uh, than what God would have for you, and uh, um, and having that, you know, it's I don't know, it's just amazing the things that God does, and to to think, uh, you know, to to think that that the God of the entire universe, you know, would go to the trouble of finding you, and pick you out, and and love you, and call you by name, keep track of the amount of hairs in your head, and catch every tear you've ever cried in his bottle and and that he would give you a ticket you've got this little ticket you're going to you're going to get on the train and someday you're going to be in that uh in that grand place with the the little place card at the table it's going to have your name on it and and that's just the beginning and uh you know I mean who doesn't like the end of a movie when everything just seemed like it was a big horrible mess and then they all live happily ever after and everything is wonderful and uh you know and and Frodo is sailing off into the west you know that's like that's like what God has planned for your life and uh but the great thing is is he's here with you now while things don't seem like they're so grand uh, but he he knows how to make life grand in spite of those things, and uh, and that's something that we learned that we learn 
to to rest in because uh it's one thing to understand something intellectually uh and and uh you know i mean i've I sat here for years. It's like, yes, I I get that. The, I get what you're saying. I understand that that is correct. And then it happens to you, and then it's an entirely different matter. It's like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to feel like this, or or whatever. And and then it's not so much about this head knowledge thing as this this sense of learning to simply trust him, and and and, uh, and focus on things being okay because he's okay. So it's a, it's a precious thing how God does that, but he but he seals you, and I like how it's it's a it's a signet, it's a private mark. It's like you are an official document. Uh, this this epistle to be uh, known and read of all men, and and he has uh, put his seal on you. And so not only has he marked you out as his own, but he has sealed you as in making you secure. And so, you know, what, what, what's going to happen to you when he's there? You know, I, uh, uh, it's like you always, you know, you hear those, the stories about, it's like, you know, I'm going to go get my dad. My dad could beat up your dad and all that kind of stuff. I, I never really got into that much. I, I knew my dad wouldn't show up. And, uh, to be perfectly honest, he wouldn't. Um, and, uh, so, you know, and plus, I, I wasn't really sure my dad could take their dad. I didn't know. So I just figured I'll just, <laughs> just leave that be. You know, but that's the great thing about belonging to him is now my dad can take anybody's dad. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, it's like that song, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. And so, uh, if he belongs to me and I belong to him, then you know what terrible, dreadful, horrible thing could could really happen to you? You know what what thing outside of His will uh, could the enemy do to you? You know it's an interesting thing. Uh, this thing that I've been doing at work, I hate hate talking on the phone. I absolutely despise it, and. Uh, I don't mind so much if it's somebody that I know or that I know they want to talk to me or I'm comfortable with them. I mean, honestly, if you're not Mike or Cynthia, I will probably hem-haw around for a while with my phone before I call you. I will think about it for a little bit, and then I will finally pull up my big boy pants and call you. But now I'm in this place where I have to call complete strangers and try to get them to do business with me. And I just absolutely hate it. But, you know, the funny thing is, is this guy that I'm paying to make me do this stuff (laughs) and make me very uncomfortable keeps telling me, he's like, look, they're not going to kill you. You know, you could show up at their office and ask to see them uninvited, just drop by. The worst that's going to happen is somebody might be kind of snippy with you and tell you to leave. That's it. You know, your name's not going to show up in the obituaries. You know, it's like, you know, you know the person, the lady behind the desk doesn't have like a black robe and a size. It's it's going to be okay, you know. And so, you know, and it's funny because to some people that would be like, no, no big deal. And, you know, to me it's a big screaming deal. But, 
you know, but it's like what my, my point is, I almost lost it, was that, you know, what terrible, dreadful thing is going to happen to you uh, with God at your side? You know, and, and, and then the funny thing is, is he lets you get into these places where it doesn't feel like he's still there. It's like he is, and you know he is, you know he is, but you don't know he is. And, and it takes a little bit of practice. And, and so we learn to trust his word. You know, I had like this three-minute conversation with Ron before the song service started on Wednesday, and then he preached the entire sermon at me. And, uh, yep, it, it was really, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it was. But, you know, it was really funny. I mean, I let you all listen in, but, uh, um, but, you know, it was funny because I told him, you know, sometimes I get this thought that surely ministry would be easier than all this other stuff. And I know that's not true. And so then he goes through this catalog of horrors of all these difficult things he went through. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. No, <laughs> but, no but, you know, but that's the thing. It's like he went through all those things and he knew that God knew how to get him through. And and. When you get in a place where you could do nothing other than just hold on to him and trust him, then what else do you do? You know, I was always one of those, and I still am one of those very fretful, did I do everything I could do? What if I miss something and I drop the ball and everyone is going to, you know, go down in flames because I screwed this thing up? And and uh, it's like, no, no, because if you've done everything you could do, then you leave the results to him. And so... Uh, you know, and that's what standing, you know, is kind of about. Like when you've done all to the stand, then stand. Because if you've done everything you could do, then you, you leave it to him. But but sealed by him, then there's the sense of security that comes with it. You know, in Isaiah, I think it's 43, he says that you're mine. And uh, in fact, I'm going to read it. I know we just read this uh, a few weeks ago, I think, but uh, yeah, yep, Isaiah 43, uh, 1 and 2, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, thou art mine, and when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, through the rivers, they shall not overflow you, and when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you, for I am the Lord thy God. So it doesn't get much better than that. But you know that's what that sense of being sealed is all about, belonging to Him. He's put His mark on you, and uh, excuse me. And and He has so He has proclaimed that you belong to Him, but He's also telling you that that you know you're, you're safe with Me. You know, when uh, uh, David was going through all this upheaval in his kingdom, um, he told this guy that came to him, I, his name escapes me at the moment, but he said, you know, stay with me, because with me you'll be safe. Because he understood that that God was going to protect him. And uh, and it's funny because you, you, you kind of get this glimpse inside David as he goes through all these things, and, you know, eventually he comes to this place where he thinks, surely Saul is going to kill me. And this is all going to end in disaster. But but by faith, he tells this guy, he's like, hey, look, you know, stay with me. 
because you're going to be all right because God said I'm going to be king. And so, you know, you stay near me and you should be fine. So, in whom you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. I like how before he talks about how he sealed you, he talks about how you came to trust in him after you heard the gospel. Yeah, and that's an easy thing to overlook. You know, it's uh, It just rolls right off the tongue, you know, hearing about the, the gospel of your salvation and everything. But what is that? And you, you look at, at what he did. You know, go back and read Matthew 26, 27, 28. And, and, and that's what he did. You know, go back and, and read, uh, what is it, Isaiah 53, I think? Yeah. And, you know, that, that's the gospel. And so, uh, and I know we, we talk about this all the time around here. You know, if if he paid that kind of price, then he's not just going to shrug and watch you go down in flames. You know, that, that's that's not what he's about because he paid far too much for you and he values you far too much for that. And so he knows how to get you where you're going. The the funny thing is is making sure that or is coming into this place where uh, where we're headed, where we I think we're headed. <laughs> Is where he plans on having us go, and uh, so when when you don't feel like they quite match up, it can certainly cause some anxiety. But God knows how to bring you to that place where, uh, you know, come hell or high water, I'm going to hang on to Him, and wherever He's taking me is where I would go. So that's a precious thing. You know, so belonging to Him. That's why I like that scripture in Isaiah so much, and. Uh, I've got a painting. I still haven't found just the right spot to hang it up in my house, but uh, where you see Jesus walking on the water and his robe is billowing in the wind and his hair is all blown back and and uh, um, and you're seeing him walk out on this choppy water and and it says that when you come to the waters, I will be with you. And I'm like, yes, that that is my painting. And it was horrendously expensive, and I kept kept an eye out on it. And eventually, I found it on sale, and I'm like, "Okay, now is the time. I'm going to buy that thing." But uh, but you know, God knows how to encourage you where you're at and where you're going. And and uh, you know, I, I stumbled across this just this week. I mean, I've read Ephesians I don't know how many times, but He said that you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And so, and I don't know, there's something arresting to me about that word, being sealed. And so he, uh, it makes an interesting study looking at where, where all this word is. Um, go with me over to Second Corinthians 1. So your homework then will be to look this up and read it. 1 Corinthians, uh, no, 2 Corinthians, chapter 1. Yep. Another one of my big favorites. Um, in fact, uh, this isn't where I was going, but years and years and years ago, speaking of God getting into difficult things, uh, I think it was 11, 12 years ago, something like that. 
um, uh, Cynthia ended up in the state hospital. And being in the state hospital, uh, you know, they have all these rules and stuff. They have to take you there in a police car in handcuffs and everything. It was a rather traumatic experience for all of us. And I remember going home to my house. And uh, it's amazing how empty a house feels when you're there by yourself. And, uh, you know, it was a hard, hard moment. I was like 24, 25. And, and uh, so I went in, and I was just kind of standing there in my house, not really sure what to do. And, uh, and my phone rings. And uh, and Donna had called with uh, with this uh, scripture here in uh, verse three, chapter one. It says, "Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ." So. Uh, uh, and there's this other scripture that that uh, I always put with this in the Psalms, where he says that uh, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Yeah. You know, and so there's nothing quite like having something stop you from sliding. When you know that's a helpless feeling when you're in a car on the ice and you hit the brakes and nothing happens, and you really would like to just stop. But when your life feels like that, the Word of God is those brakes on the ice, and uh you know and it and it was a an encouraging thing to me to think that it wasn't just this pointless hopeless gut wrenching thing that I was going through, but that it was going to bear fruit in, in both of our lives and it has and so uh that was an encouraging thing um, but where I was actually going is let's go over to verse nineteen. But as God is true and our word toward you or but as God is true, our word toward you is not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached to you among us even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given us the earnest of His Spirit in our hearts. So, so there it is again, just another example of that. And, and you can you can look through here, and there's, if you look up sealed, there's a bunch of these all throughout. And uh, and it mostly just, just about all of them is the same same usage that that God sealed us with His Holy Ghost. And so, it's a precious thing when you go through and you, you know, when you're shopping. You know, you go through the store and you've got your little cart and you put stuff in the cart because why? Because you're going to buy it. Because this is now mine. Especially when you find the last copy of something that you were desperately hoping to find or, you know, a few years ago I remember trying to find uh, an Elsa doll for uh, Zoe and it was like finding a needle in a haystack because everybody bought them the moment they showed up at the store. And so you find one, it's like, this is mine. It's like, I will fight this lady down the aisle for it if she even comes near me. <laughs> Stay back, lady. But, uh, 
But, you know, so God seals us like that. Like, this one is mine. So this one is spoken for. You can't have this one. It's like, I put my jacket here. You can't sit there because I have spoken for this seat. As we all do, yes. You know, it, you know, it's funny because when you're up here and the church is really packed, it's kind of like, man, I hope somebody leaves my seat open. <laughs> and you go and sit down, it's like, oh, man, dang it. You know, and, and, and if you're as OCD as me, then, then you have to sit somewhere else and, and church feels funny because you're sitting in the wrong seat. <laughs> Maybe that's immature, I don't know. But uh, but so he seals us then and gives us the earnest of the Spirit. So he goes out of his way to to uh, assure us that he's going to keep us safe, that he's chosen us, put his mark on you. You know when you uh, when you get married, you give them. You know in our culture, you give them a ring, and and so uh, it's like marking them. Like this, this one belongs to me. And uh, I, I had this meeting with this real estate agent, and uh, I was going to meet her at a coffee shop. So I told her, look for the silver-haired guy with the laptop. And uh, she comes in, and she found me right away. And she's like, that was a really good description. And uh, like, yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, do you like having the gray hair? It's kind of you know an interesting look for being as young as you are. I was like, yeah. It's like my wife likes it. One of my friends started calling me the silver fox. And, She's like, yeah, totally. And then she goes and gets a cup of coffee. And uh, uh, and so I'm telling Cynthia about this, and she's like, now. And and then of course she put your hand upon the table and showed her your wedding ring, right? It's <laughs> like, well, uh, no, but uh, you know. So I mean, I I know there are those people who they like they like, wow, she's cute. Look at her hand. Okay, never mind. You know, so, uh, yep, taken already. Dang it. So, but uh, that's a precious thing, to to be marked by God, to be sealed by God, to have that mark on you. And, uh, I mean, there's just all kinds of ways you could think about it, being branded, being marked, being sealed. I mean, it's all kind of that same thing. So, Jesus, we just praise you for uh, your love to us, for watching over us, and your keeping power, God, that you have indeed sealed us. That you have made us the, that official document that the world could see you in, God, and that, that we bear your seal at the bottom. And Lord, what we pray is that uh, today you would minister in this place uh, exactly as you want. Lord God, that you would say precisely what you want, do precisely what you want. And that we would follow you through this service today again. That your spirit would minister to every heart. And that you would do as only you could do. uh, In us, through us, and to us. God, as, as only you can. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen.